Welcome back to another episode of Forgotten Gems. My name is Dauntless Stark, and today we're going to be talking about a very special game to me called Might and Magic Clash of Heroes. So originally for the Nintendo DS, later in its life, it branched out to Xbox, PlayStation, and then eventually PC, as well as some mobile as well. It originally released December 1st in 2009, and the campaign will take roughly around 24 and a half hours-ish to complete. So created by Capybara Games, who are mostly known for like their Don't Starve Shipwreck DLC and one of my favorite games by them outside of this one, um, Super Time Force Ultra, a very fun action platforming side scroller, technically very fun. It was then further developed by Dot Emu, who did uh, the TMNT Shredder's Revenge game recently, and Tag Games, who mainly does mobile games. Nothing really special to note, but this will come be important a little bit later. Infamously, it was published by Ubisoft. Uh, and then the consoles that it is for collectively is for the Nintendo DS, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox, iOS, Android, Switch, and of course, in the very end, PC. It is a puzzle-heavy oriented RPG first and true. It is part of the ever expanding Might and Magic series, which different sources shown it has between 30 to 50 games. Different sources vary. I'm pretty sure some count like card games and some count tabletop, but there are 11 Might and Magic games on Steam right now. Might and Magic has been ever expanding ever since I think like 87, 97, around there. And I believe the most recent game came out was 2015, 2016, around then. Pretty much then it's been kind of stagnant as it was kind of like the Wish version of like Total Warhammer and Command and Conquer when it was popular and other like strategy Civ-esque games. I didn't even mention Civilization, but... Yeah, kind of like that. And then its spinoffs were kind of like where the genre was like kind of experimenting a lot like uh, this game that we're going to be talking about. The genre is very special kind of puzzle game and that it's very ripe for mobile games, but it also is very fun because it doesn't give you the ire that a lot of mobile games do. It markets itself as a multiplayer game, but I don't see it as one. I see it pretty much focusedly as like a puzzle campaign game with RPG aspects of it. And it has rather intensive and at time difficult story that I wouldn't necessarily call short either. The story is simple, right? You play one out of five characters and they represent the five different factions that you can play during the game. And as you progress, you learn the trade of said faction, their MacGuffins, their gimmicks, their buffs, and as well as the different units they have. And then when you beat each segment with the campaign for the multiplayer, you get like a variant like a, a different person in the faction that has a different ability and stuff like that. So you do get like actual like merit to playing the side content. The gameplay is simple but confusing, and it's really hard to just describe with words, but I'm going to try. So in order to win combat, you need to drop the opponent's health to zero. And how you perform this is you need to line up your units three at a time vertically. That will charge them up, and as they progress turn after turn after turn, they will reach their max strength, and then they'll charge straight ahead. And then if there's any stragglers that hit the main hero, that will take direct damage. But until then, they will just ram themselves into units until you can do it. Now there's a couple of like, this is where the puzzle aspect comes in is you can line them up horizontally and they'll turn into walls. They don't do anything, but have a lot of health. You know, then you have like your bigger units, which will take X amount of smaller units to then combine into charging up the big one. And then they can do it for like the, your super unit, which will take even more. And every unit basically has a different mechanic and how it operates and you get to interchange them and they level up, which gives them different stats. And it quickly becomes complicated fast, but in a very controlled way that not a lot of games, I think, can pull up properly. I didn't even mention, like, there's a lot more strategy to it as well that I'm not even describing all the way here. 
And as the story goes on, things get more challenging and challenging. So you can kind of like test your metal again and again. And the game starts like each chapter fairly easy as you're slowly learning your units. And as you get all your units, eventually you get to basically just test your metal against some really hard challenges that you get fairly rewarded at. And you get to unlock like secret units that are not always available and stuff like that. And then you fight against a boss, which has like a big MacGuffin. And if you are a fan of puzzle games with some RPG flair, this will definitely be the game for you because it's a lot of time that you can sink into and it's very easy to just get in and start playing the story is i think simple for a reason just because you want to just get into like the brain teasing of it all now i gotta admit there's a bit of an elephant in the room here according to steam db clash of heroes is the fifth most popular game on steam within the might and magic series available and has the third highest ranking out of them all i would also point out that in terms of sales the game is smacked down in the middle of the sales so less people played it but a majority of those people enjoyed it so let me just add in some simple numbers here to kind of show what i mean so clash of heroes as of recording has 7209 followers people who want to follow the game for updates and people who have shown interest in the game pretty much and the more popular titles have 52 to 56,000 followers so given the sheer scale it's ultimately a lesser title in the grand scheme of things now i need to point out the other elephant in the room is that this game is ported every goddamn where so if it's low on steam it may be there's going to be more on mobile more on playstation xbox i think it's also on game pass so that will help it a lot too as well as its original debut on the nintendo ds so you might be wondering, if it's ported everywhere, then why is it forgotten? And that's simple. Out of all the Might and Magic games, and I mean literally all of them, this is the only game that was ever ported within the series, within the franchise, to be ported to the Nintendo DS. Every other installment of the game was either an MMORPG, mobile game, PC, Windows strategy game, or card game. I did this and it didn't, it wasn't actually that taxing. I looked up all the years of games released within the Nintendo's lifespan and only one game showed up, Might and Magic Clash of Heroes. I think that's ultimately why it was ported to mobile and in 2010 or like a remastered was released for the playstation and xbox in 2011 and was also remastered again for the pc where all of its brethren belonged which is another thing i need to point out too is that it's not just like a remastered but like there's a lot of redesigns if you look at the original nintendo ds and you look at xbox and you look at playstation and you look at mobile and you look on pc pretty much across the board they have different artistic flares for the characters like there's some tweaks like redesigns here and there so just as a, as a fan of the game that was a kind of a a nice little like oh okay they did put more effort into doing this than just copy and pasting which i think is always you know it wins a little bit of extra brownie points but going back how does this make it forgotten when i made this episode when i was planning it out when i was figuring out if i wanted to do this one or not i honestly i thought it was forgotten i thought it was just like a little slice of my childhood that was just there and it stayed where it belonged and little did i know that clash of heroes was met with like critical acclaim on release winning like numerous rewards like ds strategy game of the year from ign for whatever that means and ds puzzle game of the year from nintendo power itself and was ranked uh something like the fourth best nintendo game in 2009 by metacritic shit like that which i can only assume definitely helped its support over the few years to just be ported everywhere was this game like forgotten ultimately no it's a lot like, like an old, long-past king. It's no longer here, but it's going to be remembered forever and be down in history. And its legacy may not be directly involved, but will always be there in the back of people's minds. 
I remember when I was young, I didn't really have internet. So for a while, my brother would just find games either through emulation or just like back alley, like pawn shops where we lived and would just try to find like the most obscure shit. And it didn't matter if it was like good or bad because the Nintendo DS has like a fucking like decade of just shovelware of just fucking trash that people made in a week and sold for $30 just to make a quick buck. On a outside glance, this game definitely feels like it fits the bill. You know, it feels like it's up there with like Lost Magic and Slime Adventurer on the DS, where it's just like it has a cute, artistic, cartoony style, but the gameplay is either infuriating or it's just boring as all sin. But this game is a pleasant surprise. It's quite literally none of that. And it's just you get into it and you do it again and again and again, and it never feels boring because every faction I think is completely different from the rest. Like you have your wood elves, which is all about forest nature. And so it's all about like moving fast and moving snappily and getting the enemy before they can get you, but also having regen. So if you do get hit, you can get hit again and again and again and again and have a bunch of damage negation. And then you have like kind of like the complete opposite where you have like the human faction where like they're all about like bulwarking and being defensive. And so they have longer charge, but good luck getting through because it's going to be a lot harder you have your undead your zombies which every time they die in any manner of ways they instantly become bone become walls dead allies help other allies so there's an easy way to create a chain reaction and everything you have your demons which are very glass cannony you know they are very quick to charge they hit really fucking hard but they have like two health so anything can go through and then you think you have like your Egyptian Eastern build. I call it Egyptian because it has magicians. It has jinn. It has a bunch of like, it has like a sphinx. It has a bunch of like Egyptian mythology into the faction. And it's like, that's like every single one of them in terms of units, design, mechanics. They're all completely different. And it's really fun, honestly. There's other things about the game that just really make it charming. You know, you have like your bounty system. So you go to this guy and he goes, hey, fight these guys. And they're completely different. So like completely different to the enemies that you've been fighting, stuff like that. And then it's like, if you win, you get a reward, which you can go and you can buy more units, which is a whole thing with the campaign, which really encourages you to be smart about it. And then if you can get the multiplayer running, I don't imagine it's active today. If it is, I, I my mind would be blown. I remember back in the day, I had a lot of fun with it, just playing it with my brother and stuff. This game will kind of always just be like cherished in my heart. Games like that, they always kind of stick with you, right? And no one growing up, middle school, elementary school, high school, you know, no one outside from like a dime a dozen knew this game existed, let alone Might Magic as a franchise, you know? I was pleasantly surprised to know that this game wasn't forgotten. This game was rewarded. This game was praised. That's why it's everywhere. And you can enjoy it pretty much everywhere you go, no matter what you do. You want it on your phone. You want it on your Switch. You want it pretty much anywhere you want. You can kind of enjoy it. It's one of the most like heartwarming things that could have basically happened with this series because it wasn't intentional. No, I have like a list of games that I think would fit for this series. And I just picked this one because I was just playing it off of a whim. I completely forgot that I even put it on the list to begin with. And I'm like, oh, it's fresh in my mind. So sure, I'll play it. Why not? And then just to find all this information about it, it's so heartwarming, honestly. But anyway, my name is Dauntless Dark. Wander on over to the Discord, the subreddit. Talk with me, see if there's any suggestions you would like for me to add to the list, which are always going to be open. Links will be provided down below in the description. And I hope you have a fucking day. Peace.
Thank you for tuning in to this episode proudly presented by the APNM Group, a subsidiary of Alger Productions, LLC. We strive to produce content that informs, entertains, and adds value to your day. We value your input and would be delighted to hear your thoughts in the comments about this episode. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, please engage with us in the comments section or via our social media platforms. Your feedback helps us shape our content and uncover new topics that matter to our listeners. If this episode resonated with you, we kindly ask that you rate and review this show on your preferred podcast platform. Sharing this podcast with friends and family helps us reach more listeners and continue delivering content you enjoy. For more information about the podcast, the host, or our parent company, please visit the link in this episode's description. Also visit us on YouTube and Rumble to see and hear every content produced by Alger Productions. Thank you once again for your time and support. Until next time, stay tuned and stay inspired.